Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's a mailbag week. I know. That's this is the last hour, hour and a half before we're on the clock. So let's. I know. Let's all of us promise each other that we're gonna have a good time today. Together, reading the mailbag. The week leading up to the mailbag is the best week. Yeah, you're not on the clock unless there's a music project going on, and there's not right now. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe there will be again at some point, but I don't know. I'm kind of happy to be in a break. Yeah, we'll have to think of we, something. The, the other time, we've got just so much else going on. It's kind of a lot, and last week we went pretty long. We did three and a half yeah. solid hours. Yeah, we did. So Yeah, we did. Why don't we jump Alrighty. into, uh, let's do a mailbag. I think we ought to. Um, well, this is going to take us all the way back to February 20th. When Shannon writes, "Hey, we have a mailbag drop." Mailbag. <laughs> brother day. Sorry, I was so. I'm sorry, okay. I was. I was so insistent. I'm sorry. Shannon wrote at brother date. I can't remember any singing in the Orville. I might be wrong though. It's not standard Seth MacFarlane comedy either. More subtle. I wasn't sure about the first couple episodes. The show didn't know if it was comedy or sci-fi, but I've enjoyed it since. She then writes, there is no getting away from his face, though. Uh, that was uh, your specific complaint, but I, I don't disagree. Listen, I'm not saying it's a good complaint or a fair complaint or a nice thing to say. None of those things are true. Good. I don't like looking at his face. Good. Mm. Don't, don't claim those things. We know they're not true. No, they're all, they are all known to be false. Yeah. <clears throat> On the 21st, uh, Ben wrote in, Saying, uh, good choices. This is about our, uh, Mountain Goats project. Oh. I definitely liked No Children as well. 15 years later, thanks for Tallahassee and all hail West Texas albums, uh, Judah. One that didn't make it, I've always liked Jenny. So I'm gonna play a little bit of Jenny. Go for it. Ooh, I can hear the audio. Whoa, whoa, 
fight for me. And so on. I can't say that would have gotten that far for me. Uh, I knew that it wouldn't, and I, I it was uh, it was on the longer list. It didn't make the short list because I knew you would not be able to stand it when he says "Hi, diddle dee dee, goddamn <laughs> the pirate's life for me." Yeah, that yeah, that's not gonna do it for me. But that was I our did f- not when I when I made the list understand that you would object to specific metaphors. Oh, so. I hated when he said their south their southwestern ranch style home or whatever. I went, right? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. Um. But that was our first Mountain Goats feedback. That is true. All we had to do was complete the project before someone would tell us how they felt about it. Well, we'll just go quicker the next time we do a bracket. Yeah, maybe we'll knock it out. Maybe fewer clips, knock out a couple of rounds each time, whatever. Marjan wrote in on the 21st. Uh, I guess she just linked us to an article from NPR about how uh, Ties don't like the rooster brand of Sriracha. Oh, yeah, because we had brought it up on uh, one of our many food chats uh, about the original the original uh sriracha i guess there are some people who claim that it's not the vietnamese guy's invention it's uh it's a thai invention or something so interesting if true yeah <clears throat> and uh, that was I didn't the one check was the article written several years ago when sriracha was on everything maybe yes when it was like all when the rage sriracha was on stuff at jack in the box <laughs> right uh yeah because we had mentioned we tried to find that brand mentioned in that article at that thai supermarket but they didn't have it they had another different different kind which is just as good as the cock sauce i mean it's very similar yeah i mean i think uh there are so many different kinds of uh chili pepper sauces that if you get far enough away from the one we know as Sriracha, it's probably just going to be called something else anyway. Yeah. On the 24th, Ryan writes in, and you're going to have to help me with this one, Matt, because I mm. don't know what he's talking about. At Brother Date, they legit do not have a right-hand man. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, um, hmm. They. Yeah. Is this the singular they or the plural they? I don't feel like Ryan's the kind of person who uses a singular they. They legit do not. No, I don't know. That's a tough yeah. one. I'm, that is, uh, that's a mystery. Yeah. Mystery show. Well, it's okay. We'll uh, get we'll get one in two weeks. We'll read the mailbag uh, item where he clarifies what that was. For two weeks from now, would you please make a drop when Ryan stumps us? <laughs> I should. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on March 5th, Ryan writes, at Brother Date, that could be the real Riker we saw because in the 2360s, people might act like the late 1980s again. That's always what I assume, too, when I'm trying to do more work than the writers. It's all the, what if it's just all circular? Yeah, cultural uh, cu- the cultural norms became dumb. Like, whenever I watch TOS, I'm like, I guess it's just like the 1960s. <laughs> I guess that's just what happened. <laughs> but it either slowed down or did a full loop again, because 100 years later, it's only the 80s. That's right. Yep, just different loops. On March 5th, Ryan writes, at Brother Date, she definitely should have had Q's child to send her crew home. Yeah, she's not good at this. We talked about this in last week's episode. Yeah. Yes. Last, last week's Star Trek, where she's not a good, not a good diplomat. That the answer, well, also that the answer to what would you do to survive is 
I'm not really going to make any changes. Yeah, and again, also, because... We're going to keep investigating every <laughs> asteroid. Right. I'm not entirely convinced her goal is to go home. I just don't think it is. I don't think... No matter what she said in episode one, every episode since then has shown that her goal is not actually to go home. It's just to keep on doing Starfleet business. Maybe she's like, um... Uh, they hate women captains already, and when I if I get back there, they're going to be like, so, um... So you got lost, huh? <laughs> she's not she's not in a hurry to get that conversation going. She doesn't want to debrief on this shit. She doesn't want to have to she's like, oh god, and then I'm gonna have to explain that Chakotay made a bathtub for me and I definitely was gonna do it. And I was real think close. That sucks. I was real close to doing it. We just we happened to get a communique from Tuvork or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Cowardly. Cowardly, by the way, that Voyager didn't have them actually have sex, and then they just like had to deal with it later, like... Or not. Deal with it or not. Right. It seems like they maybe they're not going to deal with it. I mean, Chicote was a little bit jealous in, uh... Why was he jealous? I mean, he straight up told her he was why, jealous. Why was he jealous? I don't know. Uh, look, I mean, uh, his tattoo was bigger. We know that about him. That's right. On the other hand, Ben, it, it's Delancey. She'd have to make a baby with Delancey. Ryan. Oh, so was that Ryan who said that? Yeah, it was Ryan. Ryan, um, she'd have to uh, she'd have to do Delancey, and that's that's a hard one to justify. It's tough. Yeah, you know what? Turns out he doesn't know what sex is, so I don't know. I don't even think the crew would. She let could her. have just Ivan about him. <laughs> it's true. Could have just Turns danced out they around. Just had to touch fingers anyway. Next time, our way. That's the uh, that's the letter the guy leaves her. <clears throat> yes. Now you wrote in. Oh, it's me. At brother date. This is from Admirable Corpse. Oh, that's me this it won't, time. It won't be Admirable Corpse anymore by the time you hear this, but that's what <laughs> it was this week. Right. At Brother Date, Robot Umps, Shift Ban coming to Atlantic League. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, a thing you didn't mention, they're going to move the pitcher's mound out. Another two feet. Yeah. So they, uh, I guess, I don't know if MLB is paying for all this. Is that what's happening? The MLB is has gone to the Atlantic League, which is an independent league. Right. Which is like a league where a Ricky Henderson might play. Yeah, where 50-whatever-year-old Ricky Henderson will play. And um, and they're going, hey, we got all these rule changes that we might theoretically want to do. Can you try all of them out at the same time? Just try them what? all. Wild, by the way, that they don't just go to, like, uh, the Sun Belt Conference or whatever. <laughs> college baseball. And have some college. Ba- I mean... Maybe it's maybe it's easier to just pay the Atlantic League to do it than to convince uh, an NCAA conference to do it. But like, yeah, I, I just it's going to be weird. They're going to be trying out all these different things at once. It might mess up some of their data on like what the impact is of any one of the individual changes. Buddy, I had the exact same thought. Like, it's, hey, it's not scientific. You don't test five variables at once, guys. It's, this is this is uh, something uh, one of my wife's bad students would do. You know, <laughs> right. Get in there and just be like, no, nah, I wasn't paying attention. We did like five things. I don't know. It was probably one of them. It's you, like, okay. you definitely need to isolate your experimental variables or else your data is poo poo data. But um, that's the scientific term for it. So I guess a lot of this is based on the fact that they're trying to shorten the game. Right. This seems to be the everlasting refrain. We need to make the game shorter so people will pay attention and we won't get uh, I don't know, left behind by basketball and football or whatever. Right. Um, but the problem is that the game and all of the analytical changes involved are 
going in the exact opposite direction. There are more yes. walks and strikeouts than ever before, which take longer than regular put-the-ball-and-play-at-bats. Right. Pitchers are changed way more often. There are, like, no complete games. There's nothing but specialists. Starters go, like, four innings now, and then you got a bunch of relievers, so you have constant pitching change breaks. Um, it's not... It's not like the rules they've instituted over the years have made the game long. It's that every single thing that might be an advantage to you, every new approach, every new thing that a batter or a pitcher is doing or that a manager is doing tends to make the game a little bit longer. Yes. So now they've got all these ideas about what they can do to shorten the game, but it's like good luck telling managers they can't manage anymore. They're like, yeah, they're, oh, there's going to be a, out a limit. Extra mound visits. And... and they're like, oh, now if a pitcher comes in, he has to face at least three batters. Like, that's one of the proposed changes. So right. that kills all of the specialist relievers who always come in and face one batter and then get taken out. And right. Changes how you have to make your bullpen and everything like that. So that's not going to go over. Uh, the shift. Like, no defensive shifts. The shift was the saddest of the... Yes. possible changes like does does it take a long time for people to shift over I it must take a couple of seconds per at bat at I, most i can't imagine it does anything but but maybe depending on what the data says I, I assume it's there's enough data now to say maybe it cuts down on scoring and they want it to be more exciting but more scoring is going to make the games longer so you know yeah. make up your mind what do you want uh, on that one the pitching mound also the the shift has got to be one of those things where it's at a high point in its usefulness and it's just going to degrade. Maybe. As we just, like, the next generation of batters are just better at slapping it to the off-field. Off or uh, maybe at all willing. Yes. Maybe even a little bit willing to take what they give you. Because we, you'd think by now they would be, but they still aren't. Still, I guess the, the guys shift are... is not a new concept. No, but it's like, even though it's used more than ever, you'd think now everyone would be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just fucking, I'll slap it down on the third baseline who gives a shit. But no, they still don't. They just go, no, I got here by by pulling the ball, and I'm going to pull the ball. And it's like, all right, good job. That was good work. <laughs> That's why you're hitting 228 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, the moving the pitching mound back is uh, to combat strikeouts, I would assume. They're like, well, these guys are just swinging away and swinging away, and they're going to keep striking out unless we handicap the pitcher or something. So it cuts that little bit of velocity off or changes the way they have to throw the bake, breaking ball or whatever. So... Yeah. So your gut feeling on this is that these changes are mostly dead in the water and robot umps we've asked for for uh, 30 years now. Yeah, we might as well have them. I mean, look, another thing that takes up time is these stupid reviews. So if we can just automate the process and make it one one process, just one right. robot calls it and we don't have to do any kind of hemming and hawing, that would be better than the way we have it now, which is we have two umpiring systems. The umpires make the call on the field. And then certain things you can challenge. Luckily, baseball never went to balls and strikes being challenged. But no, <clears throat> uh, we've always wanted balls. And as soon as as soon as ESPN introduced strike zone tracking technology or whatever, yeah. we've always wanted. Uh, we said, you know what, this is good enough. The first ever K zone or whatever. Yeah, and you're, and it by the way, it worked well enough. Yeah, the only thing they like, oh that works. It, they don't seem to do a good job of on broadcast is changing the size of the box to the batter stance. Right. Like, theoretically, it's supposed to be from his, the tops of his socks or whatever, his knee, under the backside of his knees to his letters right. or whatever. Yeah, um, but that even, 
across the range of sizes of batters and stances, it's a pretty minimal change. Like you could yeah. almost move to a unified strike zone and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah, make the batters adapt. Fuck it. I don't care. This is the strike zone. If you hunch over, you're not getting anything out of it. So just do whatever you got to do to to bat well. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I just, um, the main thing is that we want someone to come out and yell at a robot umpire. I want there to be an actual humanoid, oh, yeah. humanoid looking robot out there <laughs> so that an umpire can come out and kick dirt on its shoes Yep, and spit in its face when it's talking too close. That's the only thing I want. <laughs> Well, you're a liar! You're a liar! You're a liar, Earl. You're a liar! You're, you test me, you're a liar! <laughs> you are a liar, Earl. You are a liar. No, you uh, are a liar, Earl. Oh, the dream of the 90s. Today. <laughs> when did that baseball documentary come out? Because I think that's 90... when we imagined that, dial- that dialogue. 93 or 94, I don't remember. Yeah, because yeah. it had the great audio of Earl Weaver just fucking losing his mind. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway. that's been that's been sports roundup. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was an interesting. Oh. Now sports <laughs> roundup is over. <laughs> Forgot we even had that drop. Uh, we don't do sports roundup very much, and there's been absolutely no clamor for us to do it more. Uh, so, are we sure that's the end of the sports? Uh. Because I hope we have to play that again, because it's so good. Well, maybe. We'll see what comes up. Uh, The last tweet in our mailbag this week is also from you. Okay. This very morning, you tweeted, uh, Full House has to vacate Emmy Awards. A a sports-related take on today's big sports-related, but also Full House-related scandal. (laughs) Yeah, that's... It's only sort of sports-related. The sports aspect of it was a lie. Yeah, that's the lying part. The part where uh, the the rich people of various kinds, including a handful of celebrities, have been paying off schools to accept their kids into the schools they, I guess, they don't really belong in, uh, on the lie that they are some kind of athlete, so they can take up that that scholarship or whatever, or take a, or or to get that point in their favor when they're uh, applying to the university. But really, it's just an exchange of money. Yeah. So. Uh, is is a little bit of a wild story. I think it's making the headlines not so much because people thought that college admissions was an honest and forthright process, but because it involves actresses uh, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, who uh, everyone the world knows. knows as Aunt, Aunt Becky, <laughs> right from Full House. They've been doing stuff like uh, they have one particular person who they have bribed to accept. Uh, SAT and ACT scores uh, that were yeah. taken by a proxy. Yeah, yeah. Who they and the proxy they pay like ten grand a pop to go in and set the fucking SATs. Man, I was okay at the SATs. I would have taken that job. By the way, no shit, right? I think <laughs> the only problem is the SATs aren't like I don't know how many SAT. It's not like every weekend, is it? How many SAT? I don't like, know. I don't know how, how much often money they put could you make full time. Stooge. Yeah, I don't know, but how much money was I making when I was taking the SATs? Also, is this guy jump streeting it? (laughs) Oh, you're suggesting they should hire teenagers. I mean, I was saying at the time I would have done well on the SATs. Probably better than I would now. Yeah, that's reasonable. So, I mean... When I I read the story, I assumed it was an adult man. (laughs) Sending him in there saying, hello, fellow teens. Basically. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't look into it. 
Well, Twitter's um, been having a field day with this, seeing all the jokes about how Becky has to put six kids through college or whatever. So what is, what's she going to do, you know? Yep. As I, uh, as I read the mailbag, the uh, trends are, of course, on the side. And uh, three of them are... Re- no, four of them are related to this. I see the trends. Uh, Felicity Huffman, Lori Laughlin, <laughs> and hashtag Aunt Becky is also <laughs> trending for people who don't know. Uh, who Lori Laughlin is right yeah I saw one of the stories in there is like how a guy paid a I think it was a Stanford god what what kind of team was it I don't remember what shitty team that no one cares about it was at Stanford but they paid the guy like a hundred thousand dollars to accept their kid but then the kid deferred for a year and then they had to pay again when he came back after the year <laughs> And then, but they paid way more the second time, probably because the guy felt like it was risky. And then the kid still didn't end up going there. So they used it as like kind of a down payment for another kid. And then another kid was going to go there and they paid another like 160 grand. And then that kid didn't end up going and they just decided they'd use it as a further down payment if another kid wanted to go down the line. And I'm thinking this dude is in like 800 grand and he hasn't sent any kids to Stanford. Like what is the end game here? Now, I can't wait for the eventual Netflix documentary about this, <laughs> yeah. because I would love to see how fucking Aunt Becky fell into this job. Oh, man. Like, hey, you know who... This is going to sound weird, but you know who you've got to talk to if you want to get your kid into UCLA? Do you remember Aunt Full House? Becky. <laughs> Aunt Becky from fucking Full House? <laughs> yeah. You mean she's like an Aunt Becky type, right? You don't mean... No, I do not. Do you mean That's Aunt- not what I mean. <laughs> you mean yeah. just like a... Just like a, like she puts up with Danny Tanner's bullshit on TV, <laughs> but like, no, no, I mean the actual lady. Yeah. But what you're saying is she's like, she's got some nieces and nephews and stuff. Look, you're That's... having, you're having trouble with this. You know who you should talk to? Felicity Huffman. <laughs> you mean, you mean a Felicity Huffman uh, type. Like a Felicity Huffman type? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So Marjan and I have just completely different Twitters. Probably like you and I mostly do. Like, I got a lot of NBA Twitter, and you and I obviously have, we have some overlap, I think, on, like, UniWatch Twitter and Breaking News Twitter, probably, and I, not much more than that. But this is something that showed up both in mine and Marjan's uh, Twitter feeds, so we were both all over this this morning. I cannot stand to look at Twitter, because that's where all of the politics lives, so oh, dude. I... I did not see this until I saw what you had tweeted to us today. Yeah, the only uh, the only the only kind of politics that shows up in my Twitter is in the breaking news. I don't I don't I don't live with the rest of that. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, it's tough, but like even the comedians I follow, oh, have yeah. uh, recently become quite political. So yeah, and I agree with them. It just I just get so much stomach trouble reading it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the exact same way. I'm giving me a real Tommy ache. One hundred percent in agreement. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I agree. Whatever you're going to say, I agree 100%. Please don't. I don't want to hear anymore. I want to go away and watch this uh, this fucking sick Total War Three Kingdoms Let's Play. That's your deal now, huh? Um, uh, well, you're prepping to play an actual game by by just doing the Let's Play of it? I've watched three and a half hours of a Matang Let's Play, Matong Let's Play, and I just started a Yuan Shao one, too. Now, where does the Yuan Shao Let's Play start? Because he's got, he's early. Yeah, it's he's on the scene early. This one seems to start right after the Yellow Turban Rebellion, so you get all the dong, all the Tung Cho stuff. 
but have you gotten to Yuan Shu yet? And his cowardly pilfering no. of the Imperial Seal. No, I just started. I just started the uh, Yuan Shao one. So he has basically all he's done is he's fought some random uh, Dong Zhuo general in the field somewhere. And um, oh my god! Okay, so there's two modes in the game. I'm not going to go too deep on this. There's two modes in the game. One is uh, uh, heroes mode, and one is records mode. And heroes mode is like it is in the novel. So in this one, he had uh, uh, Wen Cho go out there and duel the dude. And they got some sick dueling animations while all the soldiers were clashing and everything. Uh, the, the, in the records mode, they ain't got the dueling and stuff like that. They just got regular war. So yeah, <clears throat> sounds like hero mode's cooler. Hero mode is definitely uh, the shit from the the novel. So yeah, that's been taking up my time. <clears throat> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I've been doing a lot of Duolingo. I know you have. I I know because you sent me that. Uh, the Spanish uh, teaching you how to say what time does your sister shower or when does your sister shower or whatever. Yeah, I didn't love that. <laughs> That's not. I didn't love one. seeing that sentence. <laughs> I don't like the to shower anyway. Right. Because it's like in that example, say ducha, and it's like ugh. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know that's. I know we say the word douche. That's right. I know we take it from shower and use it euphemistically, but then everyone forgot that it used to mean shower. Right. Yeah, but when does your sister shower? It's a rough sentence. Did you just type back into the thing, okay? <laughs> I should have. Could that have been an acceptable answer? I probably not, but I could report I could report it and That's say right. my answer should be accepted. <laughs> uh no, so like uh, there's a in Korean in the Korean side of the Duolingo that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I keep a concept in my brain of Korean Judah. Okay, I like this. many many of the sentences in the Korean Duolingo module are baffling I sentences. Oh yes, they are. I do this. I do that. Uh, so Korean Judah is the version of me that, for instance, uh, only gives presents to children who don't cry. <laughs> You're a molester, is what you're saying. Or, well, no, no. The Korean Jude is very complicated. Okay. For instance, sometimes uh, for instance, sometimes I hate the crying baby. Sometimes the crying oh, baby is cute. That's a good right? point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, like, you like the busy student. I guess. I like the, I like the busy student. Yeah. Uh, also, I put too much trust in my friends. My friends deceive me too much. You love her, but she hates you. I love her, but she hates me is one I got for the first time today. <laughs> I remember this lesson. Uh, when I started conjunctions. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Korean Jude is, is he's a little bit of a mess. God love him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Spanish, the Spanish lessons have generally not been so perplexing. Most of the sentences make sense. They're not stuff like, what kind of bread is this bread? <laughs> or... Uh, You've this been... is not that, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there are a lot of sentences in Korean that are, it is technically possible to say. Yeah, the bed is instance, food. The, be, the bed is food. <laughs> that sentence makes, is, is perfectly fine syntactically. It's just impossible to imagine that anyone ever would say it. That's, that would be the weirdest idiom I've ever heard. Although, have you seen the gifs from that Japanese game show. So every time, if I ever introduce the idea of a Japanese game show, buckle in, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's one where the, uh, 
a person is put into a room in which one item is made out of chocolate. <laughs> so have you ever seen the gif of this guy b- biting a doorknob and the excited look on his face when he realizes he's co- correctly selected that the this door handle is the chocolate item in the room as it breaks off? I have mouth? not seen that. I am curious about the game already. I want to know how many chances they get or their, what, <laughs> what are the clues like? Like, I want to know. It's just so risky to bite something and hope it is chocolate. Well, God, I would uh, hope he would give it a tentative nibble and not just go fucking teeth shattering speed onto whatever I he's biting. I feel like once you, uh, once you take a bite, you're committed to the <laughs> item you've chosen is probably how the rules work. Hold on a second. Let me just send you something here. Okay. And then, um, okay. Oh yeah! Maybe Ooh, it it really looks like a real door handle. They did the props department did good on the. <laughs> yeah, he got it. He nailed it. <laughs> he got that one. <laughs> good job. So yeah, uh, so enjoy that. That's amazing. <clears throat> um, uh, I'll send you in case you want to research this. Let me send you this article from Kotaku East where they can, where you can read all about this game. Okay. Um. Some, uh, sometimes the internet provides yes. I forget where I first saw that gif But I enjoyed it greatly And I thought, yeah, that's a great game show Again, we've discussed this recently The Japanese only ever become more Japanese Somehow <laughs> They're the only people who've managed to avoid globalization And they just go 100% more Japanese every day um, So I'm not surprised Whenever some weird Japanese game show pops up somewhere I mean, I'd watch a crossover Where Kentaro goes on that show Oh, man you mean only if it was advertising for season two? Oh, of course. That would I, make me excited. I desperately need there to be a season two. It just it ended so quickly. It just wrapped up. Yeah. He just, at the end of the day, he just couldn't tell her that he was... Yeah, he was really cold to her, too, which was awesome. Sweets night. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what were we talking about? How did we get on this guy? This guy eating this uh, doorknob panel. No, the bet is not food. You were, right. You've been watching this Let's Play. I've been mostly doing Duolingo. Yeah, I, I, I've, we, we've both been doing the Korean Duolingo, but you're also doing the Spanish Duolingo. Yeah, it is true. Um, but at this point, I have uh, over three times the Duolingo experience that you do. And you Sick got brag. Me. No, no, I'm just saying I've gone <laughs> into it in kind of a major way. Yes, as you often do. I do. I do tend to fall into stuff. You're not like I'm very good at doing something every day. You're not half-assing this Star Wars game for sure. Oh, no, no, I'm level fifty-eight in this series, Star Wars I, game. That's what I assumed. That is not good. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So I, I, um, you'll tell me you're starting a le- you're starting one of the Korean lessons, and I will instantly like the three or four ridiculous <laughs> phrases that I learned. Just pop into my head and I go, oh, this is where he's going to learn all about how uh, 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 the food is bad, but the cat eats it anyway, or whatever. <laughs> and he's gonna, it's like, I haven't got to that one yet. Okay, you will. I do. I have gotten to the small dog does not eat the tasteless beef or whatever. <laughs> I've been learning I about. Do, by the way, I do love the dichotomy in the translation that if it's good, it's delicious. Right. But the bad version, with the not verb in it, is yes. taste is just tasteless. Yeah, I'm always like, 
like they're not going to go so far as to say this bulgogi tastes bad. Yeah, I always want to put in this nasty bulgogi, but I know it won't <laughs> right. accept no, that. No, they won't. It definitely won't accept that. <laughs> it's just tasteless bulgogi. Maybe they don't have maybe they don't have a concept of things tasting bad. Maybe there's just flavor on or flavor off. I mean, some of the <laughs> early some of the <laughs> some of the early modules translate that as taste bad. Right. Uh but even then they don't go like it's odd because they don't say is not delicious, they'll say tastes bad. Yeah. In some of the early modules, but it does seem like those have been replaced with tasteless, so it does seem like it's just, does it have flavor or not? That's it. There's, there's just an analog switch, basically, for food. Taste, yes or no? Uh, salty salt. <laughs> the salty salt, right? Spicy salt. <laughs> yep. Salt uh, and sugar. Salt and sugar is sal- one that comes up a lot. <laughs> salt and sugar. <laughs> Uh, the sugar and honey are not sour is one that I've been doing quite a bit. Uh, uh, this tangerine or these tangerines are too sour. That one sure, pops up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, too sour fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a too sour fruit. <clears throat> a too sour fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they. Uh, that's how you have to visualize. All Sa- that sour shit. fruit is not expensive. No, bitter fruit is not expensive. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's a uh, the. Oddly, the the only thing, the only one of those taste modifiers that I've seen before wine is bitter. They've got a real problem with bitter wine in Korea, according to this, along with the other problems they have: a restaurant without food, a library without books, <laughs> etc. It's kind of a kind of a shit show. And it's, it doesn't make me want to go to Korea. Well, I've been. I told you I was learning about the heavy wine the other day. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't clear whether that was just a really big bottle of wine or if they meant like super boozy. It wasn't clear what they were talking about. But I have to watch out. Watch out for the heavy wine. I know that the flying car is not cheap. <laughs> Which makes sense. Oh, also, you uh, are the flying man. I Yes. That one is rude. Korean, That's a rude sentence. Korean Judah is the, is the flying man. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's like the program itself is so bonkers that it's... If it was if it was more straight laced, it might not be as fun. I think definitely part of it is getting to type a wild sentence like the puppy is speaking in a difficult language. Or this easy language is difficult. <laughs> um Yep. No, I told you yesterday the day before, where is yellow? Yep. <laughs> where is it? I don't know. It really does test your comprehension when the sentences yeah. don't make any sense. They're being tricky. Like, They're like the, this is uh not gonna make any sense to you, so you better get the words right. You better check and double check that this is what it actually is. <clears throat> that woman throws that bed in that room over there or whatever. And you're like, huh, really? It's <laughs> a lot going on here. Well, I told you they, What's made, a bed? they made me learn how to say things like the cat exists and doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, uh, what was the other one that was really good? Oh, dream within a dream. I had to learn how to say. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you go to Korea and get real stoned and then go to jail. <laughs> It's like they know I'm only going to watch their weird fantasy K-dramas or something. Another thing that I've been doing a lot is uh, uh, Katie got me into this uh, British panel show called 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. I don't know if I talked about it it was off off the air last week. It was off air, I think. Yeah, I've watched a lot of seasons of that. That's probably something that Shannon and Bari have access to. What's it called again? It's such a complicated title. Eight out of ten cats does countdown. Okay, countdown is just a game show they have there, but this is the comedian version of it. Right, right, right. Well, that sounds pretty good. Where, where are you accessing that? Uh, 
on a weird website that appears to have been set up by members of a weird subreddit. So okay, uh, you know, it's questionable legality. But it has no ads. It's just a directory index when you go there. Well, good because most of the things that have questionable legality are also machine killers. Yeah, they're they're spyware viral. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> Um, speaking of, we should introduce our new segment. Oh, good. Now, call me Bonnie. So, I love it so much, Matt. So call me body, I guess, is what we're calling the uh, the segment where he sends us an audio clip. And we do have one this week, so let's dive right into it. Okay. Hello once again from your um, remote audio correspondent, as it were. Uh, I just thought I would follow up, as always, on the uh, questions and uh, feedback of a sort from the last uh, episode, uh, mailbag episode, anyway. Um I wanted to address each of the uh, points uh, Judah brought up. Um, perhaps take the least controversial first uh, about Burns uh, being ahead of his time. He definitely, he definitely was. Um, there's a reason why he's the Scottish poet that people will remember. <clears throat> this is predominantly uh, through his use of what's called Lalands, which is the Scots dialect that Burns writes in poetry up to that point had almost exclusively been done in either uh, Gaelic uh, for really old um, poetic works or English or French and um, Burns really pushed the sort of more common uh, gutter language as it were um, of Lalands as a way of uh, expressing things that couldn't as easily be expressed in, in English particularly so he was, a, he was ahead of his time and he used a particular uh, <coughs> metre for a lot of his poetry as well, um, which is very distinctive. Shannon, get it, get this guy a lozenge, huh? Also, somebody said this was the most interesting part of the podcast, so game on. <laughs> um, so I was right, I guess, that using a colloquial language was groundbreaking. Yeah, also, I, I really love imagining a bunch of Scots sitting up there writing French poetry. <laughs> That was. Uh, I'm glad he mentioned that. French had a neat little turn in uh, in European history as the important language. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> also the anti-English there's language. Of, there's a ton of French in War and Peace, for instance. Yeah, everybody there speaks French all the time. Oh yeah, that was big in the Russian court. Yeah. Uh, continuing, uh, following up on a related matter there, then uh, to go back to the haggis. Um, yes, I'm definitely sure you didn't get the good haggis because it's illegal to make the haggis uh, in the US, uh, which is why it's also illegal to import it that way. So I'm delighted to hear, and particularly as a uh, ambassador in training of sorts or a diplomat in training, uh, I love to encourage uh, foreign exchange programs. So it'd be fantastic for you guys to come over here. Um, if you did come to England first to visit us, then uh, you could feel free to take. Uh, maybe one of the two uh, main uh, excitingly named trains up to Scotland, such as the Caledonian Sleeper, or perhaps you would prefer the Deerstalker, uh, which would take you up to the other side of uh, of Scotland, where you could 
sample uh, haggis uh, deep fried from a chip shop, um, where we also deep fry hamburgers and pizzas, and as a joke, candy bars like. It's not a joke. Hold on, how <laughs> deep frying hamburgers and pizzas? Not a joke. Not uh, a joke. Hilarious joke. Deep frying a candy bar. Um, bro, you don't know where the- we got the haggis. It could be some hella illegal fucking shit that they're making we, in the back somewhere. Could be sneak haggis. Yeah, who knows, yeah. man? Uh, in California, there are definitely places you can go. Like, uh, briefly, it seemed like you weren't going to be allowed to eat foie gras. And like right. eight restaurants sprung up the next day like, we're still serving fra- foie gras. We got nothing but foie gras. Come at us. Yeah, come and get us. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, uh, like the, I want to take the Caldonian sleeper. Is that what yeah. he said? Caldo- Caldonian? Yeah, I feel like the Caldonian sleeper Those should Those aliens go with to, the big heads? Like it maybe goes between uh, Morrowind and <laughs> the Imperial City. Good. In the Elder Scrolls or something? Good, I haven't been there yet. I've only been to Skyrim, so I'd like yeah, to take yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how important do you think it is for a diplomat in training to sort of passively aggressively <laughs> it, call haggis the haggis every single time? <laughs> Just the, to make sure we understand that it's kind of personified. It is the Ohio State University, and this yeah. is the haggis. Yeah. Uh, he continues. The Mars bar. If you want to go dragon riding, I'm afraid that's Wales' is, uh, bag. Wales is the dragon country. Uh, not so much Scotland. As for uh, football, uh, yeah, I was I was aware that, uh, and I'm often uh, bringing up to people in work that American English is in fact a far greater preservation of English, and any complaints about the Americanization uh, of of the English languages in reality, uh, a recognition that English as a language has evolved, whereas American English has mostly stayed the same, uh, or at least predominantly stayed the same in, in the ways that matter from, from Pilgrim's English. Um, uh, the only thing that you did do, which was, of course, sensibly change many of the spellings away from the, the French roots for centre, maître, into exactly how they sound, of metre and centre, and dropping that silly U from colour. Um, so I'm, I'm all on board with that stuff. We spell a lot of words with a Z instead of an S, too. I've always wondered about why they kept on, though they held on to all that uh, French nonsense. You know, spell it the good way. Well, okay. I mean, occasionally, I have gone down rabbit holes of proposed simplifications for English orthography. <clears throat> oh yes, uh, these are some of my favorite things. This is like when I try to consolidate the United States into like six states. Right, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if I've screamed about it before on this podcast, but I've definitely screamed about it before to my wife that I don't think we need the letter um, C. Yeah, useless. It's either a K or an S. I don't need it. Keep it away yeah. from me. It's not doing anything. It's not not doing anything I need. Yeah, sometimes it's a CK. Why? Who cares? Don't need that. <laughs> it's just it's a bunch of nothing. Just wasting my time. Just spell it like it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then would you need a new letter for ch sounds? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of attached to the pinion Q for ch. Okay. That, yeah. that, that will be a change. People will have it's to be used question. to that. It's a good question. Uh, I mean, maybe we could just merge ch and j. 
Oh, I like that. Then it'll be it'll be contextual <laughs> when it's a joke. Yeah, when it's a joke, not simpler, huh? I don't know. Oh, also, I took note. There are definitely dragons in Wales, so let's visit Wales. Uh, it's on their flag and everything for I'll, sure. I also almost spelled Wales with an H, like the animal, but I did catch myself. So, <laughs> so that's good. That's important to do. Uh, whales are too big. Yes, that's true. That's another Let's sentence. catch the whale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oddly, one I was expecting but didn't get in that module was a whale is not a fish. No, they don't care whether you know that kind of thing. By the way, can we talk about how fucked up the word fish is in Korean? Well, there's a couple different ways that you can say it. You can so say for, water meat. Right. So or, all of the, or, you can, or it has its own name. <laughs> so for all of the foods, like pork is just pig meat. Mm-hmm. It's just pig and then kogi. Talk about being sensible. Meat. This is sensible. Pig meat, cow meat, yep. chicken meat, mm-hmm. uh, mutton is sheep meat, mm-hmm. etc. Except for fish. Fish has got its own word. Cool. That's no. cool. They eat a lot of fish there. Maybe they have their own word for it. Then we get to the lesson where they teach us about the animal and the word for fish. Mugoki, water meat. Water meat. <laughs> What's the other one? Sang, Sang Song or something like that? Yeah, it's like it's one of the ones that's like Samsung, but isn't yes. quite Samsung. <clears throat> yeah, water. Well, as soon as I saw it the first time, I went, oh, water meat, okay. Oh, water meat is what that means. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. I'm on board. Uh, yeah, so I was like, huh. So definitely we'll get a whale is not a fish. No, we never did. No, you do get that bird is a duck. That is true. That's one you get. Uh, also, duck bulgogi is too delicious. That's right. The, the idea of duck bulgogi blew my mind. Oh, be prepared for a module where you see what is clearly too delicious, but they will only accept the or sorry too expensive, but they will only accept the answer seriously expensive. Oh God! Can't figure that one out. I reported it nine times. <laughs> oh, hey, this has been two every other time. No answer to my report. <clears throat> I, I'm still stuck on which verbs, which concepts, I should say, are discrete concepts in Korean that aren't in English. Mm. Like expensiveness is one of them, right? So you don't you don't just say something is too expensive. You say something is or, or you say something is many expensive. Yeah. 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 Right? Many and two seem to have like similar. Or, yeah. It seems to have a similar meaning. Uh, yeah. Right. So, and sometimes you need to use both of them. Sometimes yes. something is too many expensive or like yeah. uh, temperature. Something could be, if something is very hot here, it's many hot. Well, you're going to learn a lot more words like that. You're going to learn a word that they use for either too or overly. That's going to even, that's going to mess things up even more. It does seem like some of the translators uh, for running man. Yeah. They're on about the Duolingo level. They use some. <laughs> yeah. Everything is seriously this or yep. overly that. Also, they never translate any of the swears. They always just say um, uh, scumbag or punk. <laughs> so punk or scumbag is what everything is translated as. But I don't think those are the actual swears. Yeah. Uh, Barry continues. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, uh, the Z, the use of the Z and things like organ. Ah, uh, he was going to say it. Um, uh, I cut him off. Much more common in American English than. English, English, and English people seem to think that's an American thing when it's when it's not. So yeah, uh, soccer is uh, 
well, at least my circle is well known to be the original English word, um, although you did get it terribly wrong uh, in comparing the two sports. Um, football is demonstrably better. That's why it's the world's uh, favourite game. And I'm, I'm happy to have your game of American football, despite the general lack of feet. Um, I have been to see American football games, uh, and I was mostly struck by the memory of almost developing hypothermia for sitting still for uh, what seemed like forever, but reality was about four and a half hours for about an hour of actual football. Um, so while you might enjoy the um, meat chess, uh, I think you should find that there's a lot of strategy, tactics and formation work in football as well, proper football, um, that you might get to enjoy. Uh, I think it may be just be a, a, an unfamiliarity perhaps. So first of all, I specifically said, don't come at me with the unfamiliarity argument last time. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. When he said meat chess, I was I was struck by the image of me folding my arms sort of in triumph as my four meatballs surrounded somebody's turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doing it. If the meatballs capture the turkey leg, that feels like you've done well. I, I was really happy. Meatballs this, are pawns for sure in this. <laughs> in this conjured image in my mind, I was extremely pleased with myself. Is turkey leg the queen and, like, just a ham is the king <laughs> in meat chess? I don't know. It wasn't clear. But it, It'd I'm be saying, hard to get these all in the same square. It was a great idea. Uh, second of all, of course, of course, soccer has uh, tactics and formations. But football has all of those things, too. And then another whole level. Yeah, discrete plays. Like, I get it. I get you. Oh, this team's running a four-four-two. Yeah, that's cool. We have that too. Uh, by the way, we have so many more of them. Yeah. That's the equivalent of the team is putting out their nickel package. Right. Or, exactly. It's a very uh, it's, formation is a very loose description of what. Or happens. the offense is in the is we're running a jumbo offense right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, brought in our bigs. That happens, except that in American football, it happens on every play and it changes between plays. Yep. And then on top of that. There is the actual play selection. Mm-hmm. And then within the plays, there are multiple options. Yeah. It's kind of so, why it's kind of why it's the only sport where the manager is as important as any of the players or more so. That's the why there's such a thing the as plays. an offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. And a defensive coordinator. It's why they're it's why, you know, sure, there's a pitching coach and a batting coach in Yeah, baseball. but their job is done in practice. Their job is done in practice, yeah. and they might be they're out they're on the they're in the dugout. They have to put on the uniform. That's my favorite part of baseball, by the way. And I wish all other sports would adopt it. Wouldn't <laughs> well, you love to see a basketball coach wearing a basketball uniform? Yeah, but I'd especially love it if the football coaches had to have pads too, if they had to yep. suit up in pads and a helmet. <laughs> yep, they're like holding their helmet on the sideline. Oh yeah. Well, think of it this way: uh, first, of all, they'd they'd uh, they'd be able to carry so much stuff in that helmet. Like, That's they'd true. have their little plays in there. They could hold the helmet up and no one could see what they were doing. Their little microphone uh, battery pack or whatever. Right. Their little headset pack. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, every sport has has formation. Well, I think basically every sport has formations the way that soccer has formations. Yeah. But football is, like, two levels above that. Yeah. Also, I love the idea that um, things are selected based on uh, what's the best. That that's how everything has always been decided. He's like, it's the world's game because it's the best. And it's like, right. oh yeah, that's how it works. It has nothing to do with the fact that you 
need a flat ground of any size. <laughs> That's right. Anything and to designate goal areas and one ball. A ball, it doesn't even really have to be a good ball as long as it sort of rolls along. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That that certainly has nothing to do with the fact that it's the world's most popular sport, right? Yeah. Not that you, uh, you know, well, we won't even get into this, but in football, you need a lot more than that. Yeah. Also, you can sort of, with any number of players, there's sort of a minimum number of players with which you can play American football. Yeah, they have like seven on seven leagues in high school. They're They're kind of batty. Yeah, they're very different. Um. Anyway, that's fine. You're allowed to like soccer. Just miss me with this. If you just watched it more, you'd see the levels of strategy because football has every single level that exists in soccer and then a couple more. Yeah, that's why it is meat chess. Meat chess. Don't, don't lend itself to the real deep subtleties of the tactical part of uh, football, which is why I, w- I would highly recommend, again, the championship manager. Uh, preferably one of the mid to early 90s versions of it. I've thought about uh, playing that many it times. It was all about the right formation and the right blend of statistics and training program and uh, getting your, developing your young talent while you bring in some of the senior guys and getting loans from higher clubs and working your way up the managerial ladder, really developing your club for the long term. I will say that uh, the concept of a relegation is one that I've always liked. Yeah, I, I think that the college um, divisions should work like that. <clears throat> it, it wouldn't really work for pro football because it doesn't have minor leagues that work really well. It would work in baseball. You could do it in baseball. You could do it. In, it would be interesting in baseball. Yeah. Especially because baseball, more than ever, is a community game anyway. Like, it's it exists ma- mainly on a community level and not on a national level. It would work really well for this system. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that is one uh, one thing that I have always liked. I like the idea that you could be playing for your uh, local county team and you're playing in the same organization yeah. as the big guys. And it's just, yeah, you know, your team's never going to get there. Yeah, you'll have to catch some kind of weird lightning in a bottle situation to get up to the next league. But then, like, you're going to be relegated again. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? But I do like the idea of it. <clears throat> Uh, but I get my kicks there in the Spy Party Competitive League. Oh, because it has relegation? Which has relegation, of course. Well, I mean, so. even back in like our high school days, like our high school league had relegation. The league that Westmont was in had three levels. And right. if you did well, you moved up. And if you did poorly, you moved back down or whatever. Um, well, we never did well, so. We never did well enough, for sure. <laughs> um, but like the last year of the NCAA football video game, I was manually doing relegation because you could change the <laughs> conferences at the end. So right. I'd have like the conference USA would move up to the big 12 and the Sun Belt would move up to the SEC and you know, the uh, American conference would move up to the ACC, etc. Um, so it but is but only, only college football and college basketball have enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. College basketball competitive would be schools easy. to make it reasonable. College basketball would be easy and it would be way easier to move up levels. Uh, yeah, because get one guy, get one guy. He's going to carry you for sure. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, yes, there's that, but then there's also like a, uh, college basketball arena is the same. Yeah. In division one, a and in division four, right? Like it's, yeah, the difference between 4,000 seats and 16,000 seats is not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can get through the rest of this. 
I think both you and Matt could really enjoy the the nuanced detail there. Oh no, yeah, definitely. You don't have to sell us on a sim game. Again, we, I, many times I've thought about simulated playing that one. so many seasons of. Uh, American football. I think I've even simulated to the extent that it's possible baseball seasons in some of those games, but those games are all so bad. The baseballs, they haven't made a lot of good ones. I mean, the show, the one for the PlayStation, it's deep and it's got a lot of detail, but when you try to do the gameplay, it's just not. No, they haven't never been able gameplay to get since the twin titans of ken griffey jr presents major league baseball and uh little league baseball that's right the nes and the snes they figured out how to make the gameplay fun and also recognizable as baseball which no one has managed to do since okay uh speaking of other video games then turf masters as, as you mentioned is a golf game um, in particular, the version I was thinking about really was the arcade version, which had one of those giant white spinny balls that you used and cost you an absolute fortune. Like Golden yeah. Tee. It's a Golden Tee. Yeah. We refer to that as a Golden Tee. Mm-hmm. All around the course. I own it on the Neo Geo Pocket Color now. Um, and uh, there's an iOS version as well, which is all right. Um, but neither can really compare to, to the original version, which was released on the home console as well. But as probably most people, uh, my my parents were not lottery winners, so we could not afford the home Neo Geo AES system, which cost thousands um, and was the sort of stuff of legend when I was growing up that you would lust after. Were people still talking about it when you were? I mean, I'm four years older than you. Right. And when I was in school, definitely there were, it was like, hey, that guy's got a Neo Geo. And it's uh, like, you're a, you're a liar. You're full of shit. That guy prove it. Neo Geo. Prove it. Well, I'll go over. We'll go see together, you fucking liar. This is Campbell Middle School. Nobody here is rich enough to have a Neo Geo, you asshole. <laughs> uh, honestly, the only memory I have of the Neo Geo is as a thing that used to exist and doesn't exist. <laughs> So to you, it's just a, it might as well be a Philips CDI or right. a failed video game machine. You're yeah, like, so, oh, so I like the Sega Saturn. Which one? You should have seen the look on my face when he said he's currently playing it on a Neo Geo Pocket Color. And I went, wait a minute, what? It's <laughs> weird. That's a real, you, those exist? You can play on it now? And then I looked some it giant, up. It some looks, Taiwanese company bought the brand, right? And it's one of those <laughs> things you buy for $30 at the mall that's got 90 video games on it. <laughs> Something like, like that. Yeah, it's just There a was cart. no such game as The Adventure of Bork. That's not real. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It does look like kind of an old school kind of uh, Nintendo DS looking thing. Um, but I did. I was not aware you could even do that. I feel like they don't even sell that here. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let me see. Amazon? I'm looking at it. Uh, Amazon is not responsible for selling this thing. Only third-party sellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not real. <clears throat> yeah. Not real in the United States, at least. Yep. Um, as for Mario Kart, uh, the reason why I picked Mario Kart Wii uh, as my uh, flavor of choice is only because I am overly competitive. And given that it had the online mode, I was delighted to find that I was in the sort of top 10 uh, European players when I was putting the hours in, um, which which um, helped me feel good about myself uh, in a terrible, terrible way. Uh, and finally, uh, on music, uh, just to clarify, I, I don't dislike music. I just don't actively go out and seek out music. I can 
Uh, same thing. By the way, if I ever meet someone who says they actively dislike music, I think it's murder murder time, probably. <laughs> it's time, right. time going to go to jail now. You're going to do what that guy did in that uh, Toadies video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind, Behind the lake, lake house. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so whatever. I'll show you my Behind dark secret. I'll show you my dark secret. <laughs> so basically, you show someone your dark secret, is what you're saying. I think probably. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't. I actively don't like music. <laughs> I appreciate music when it's there, but I don't really um, spend much of my time doing it. When I listen to things, I tend to listen to audiobooks or podcasts far more often than music. Um, although I do, uh, as anybody who has got any obsessiveness in them, when I do find an album or someone I like, I will tend to uh, listen to that repeatedly again and again and again and again until until uh, any joy left in it has been drained out. Um, but yeah, uh, so again, thanks very much. Uh, and I, I look forward to seeing you over on this side of the Atlantic sampling a variety of different Haggai, as it were. And perhaps we can even go hunting for a wild one if you feel up to it. Anyway, thanks very much. Bye. I don't know if I'm up to hunting wild haggis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, his uh, segment has really filled out this mailbag. Uh, it really has. This is a robust episode now. Uh, well, listen, he's a, he's a bold competitor. Uh, but, you know, I did something, too. I spent like a hundred bucks so that I could pause that. <laughs> That's true. You did good work. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Don't think it went unnoticed. We all noticed how now you can pause. It's an extremely low effort podcast, but occasionally I throw money at it for no good reason. <clears throat> well, I mean, um, you know, you've been paying for hosting it the whole time. Though, again, they don't stop seem talk, to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a backup plan lined up for when they eventually kick me off because uh, we got like. Yeah, we got a couple of gigabytes of podcasts now. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner or later, they're gonna notice. Come and get us, man. We're serving foie gras out here. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> this is the foie gras podcast, and it's being served on your fucking service. That was our new segment, or really, it was the seventh edition of that segment. But the first time we had a drop. <clears throat> oh, speaking of which, you wanted me to talk about the apps. So, yesterday I saw an announcement. Yeah. That Sungri was leaving, retiring from the entertainment industry. All right, we'll play the drop and we'll talk about it. Let's talk. I need you to let me know because it seems like there's some criminal crimes involved here. So let's get into it. The Haps with K-Paps. Yeah, Sungri of Big Bang. Big Bang, that's um that's one of the all-time uh groups, boy or girl group uh in the K-Paps scene. Um so there was YG Entertainment, that's one of the big 3. If anytime someone's talking about the big 3 in Korea, it's YG, SM, and JYP. Um as he says at the beginning of every song by an artist on his label. Um he gets himself in there every time be like it's jyp and the wonder girls and you're like why he's not in this song um so uh, yeah news has been slowly leaking out about this 
subject for a few weeks now, I want to say. Um, but essentially, the Sungri-related bit is that there were some leaked chats between him and staff at a club that he runs, and I think owns. <clears throat> He's a property owner. He's that big a deal. Um, th- uh, about uh, arranging for prostitutes uh, to visit guests at the club. Now, Korea is the kind of place, we may have mentioned it before, where if you pretend to have sex with a lady on an oversized, cartoonishly oversized bed on stage, they try to put you in jail. Yeah. If you, like, dry, hump, are, a, dry hump a lady on stage, they ain't into that. They're pretty conservative <clears throat> about that was sexuality. His, his band member, his bandmate, uh, GD, G-Dragon. And also where if you smoke a pot, you try to kill yourself because of the, the disgrace. Like his bandmate, Top. <laughs> so... These are so. Then, by the way, this band has really covered themselves <laughs> in glory, huh? Yeah, they uh, they aren't handling the the mega fame so very well. Um, at least not to not to the Korean public. Here, these are not crimes, and they are not anything like these kinds of things. Like here, if you got caught trying to arrange for prostitutes to come visit your friends or clients or whatever, you would probably just go, "Yeah, I did it. Fuck you," and then that would be it. Now, Matt, I have seen some suggestion that tied up in all of this. Uh, might be the uh, concept that some of the uh, girl trainees are also being prostituted out. This is always a possible uh, a possibility. There have been um, lady uh, uh, K-pop people in the past who have been taken down hard by the justice system for um, uh, having special clients, special fans who pay the money for sex. Um, so that is that is something that could be happening, and if that is happening. You'd have to figure out whether or not this was uh, like a weird YG sex slave ring or if they were, if the ladies were consensually in on it. I don't know. Um, but it's a huge, huge, huge scandal because not only is Sungri a big deal, but all of Big Bang is a big deal. Um, and he in particular has always seemed kind of the affable one. The <laughs> okay. a, the approachable, fun one. He's like he has this show on Netflix that Marjan and I watched a couple episodes of that didn't really, it didn't really take. It's like a fake kind of office Parks and Rec style show where he plays himself, but like a buffoon version of himself at YG, trying to like set up the future strategy office where he's gonna come up with all these things that are gonna make YG the the number one agency in the industry again. And how everyone in the company hates him and doesn't want to be around him and stuff. Um, so he's always seemed like the the cool one. I think they call him the Korean Great Gatsby. Because <laughs> they think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have they read The Great Gatsby? I kind of thought maybe they just meant to call him the, Korea, the Korean Leo DiCaprio, but they got it confused. <laughs> um... So anyway, yeah. So he he in particular has enjoyed a good reputation, uh, just in general, the last like ten years. So it's a huge, huge, huge deal uh, in the K-pop scene. But like something's got to be pretty big in K-pop to get on my radar. Yeah, and plus Korea is still kind of a ass backward place when it comes to uh, gender roles. So there's a lot of um, weird. Uh, weird fighting online between men and women about whether this is a crime and what it means and the roles of women and stuff like that. And there, there's also some stuff that they caught Sungri for, like um, posting hidden cams of him banging ladies or whatever. 
on a on a, uh, ch- a chat room kind of deal. I don't know what they call them these days, where like-minded people do the same thing, and they're going through a big hidden cam thing these days. That's a real again a, a gender issue there, where they're having like women's protests about um, about hidden cam issues and ladies being exposed. So. It's 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 crossing into a number of different things going on in Korea right now um, that also sort of make it a, a lightning rod issue. But yeah, that's what's going on with Zuri. He did retire. Uh, I don't know what that really means. He's like 30. He could just come back three days from now. It wouldn't make any difference. Um, but he has retired from the entertainment industry because his crimes have uh, caused so much consternation in the public, even though he denies many of the charges. So. Well, I knew as soon as I saw it, you'd know what was up. So uh, thank you very much for sharing the haps. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, there's not really a whole lot. It's kind of a quiet time right now in the K-pop scene. No big comebacks these days. Luna came back like three weeks ago. They're doing a six-week promotion, which is about twice as long as most groups do the whole rounds promoting their record because they're um, strong internationally, but trying to develop that Korean fan base a little bit more. So they're sticking around all the music shows a little longer. There aren't any other really big comebacks going on right now. So, that's it. That's the haps. Sadly, that means we're about to go back on the clock. Yeah, it's true. I assume you have Landrew open. Yeah, next week is uh, week 54. Week 54 of our Star Trek project. That's, um... Don't do the math. It's almost a third. (laughs) Almost a third of the way through. Stop doing the math. It's so depressing. If you're watching along with us, you should watch Bread and Circuses. Mm. The Enemy. Yeah, Galorn and Core. Defiant. That's gonna be a that's gonna be hype. <laughs> Fair trade? No idea. Yeah, there's a Talaxian. Oh, that's thumbnail. right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Extinction. The Ots. <laughs> Welcome to the Ots, everybody. Um please fill up our mailbag again. Uh, even with audio, audio messages. Um, that's uh, the Twitter is uh, at brotherdate. You can also email us uh, brothers at brotherdate dot com. Uh, get us on the iTunes or whatever your podcatcher is that picks up iTunes. Um, I think that's it. Is that everything? Yeah, that's about it for us. Uh, see you next week, guys, with another Star Trek episode. Bye bye. You're a liar! You're a liar! You're a liar, Earl. You're a liar! You test me, you're a liar! (laughs) You are a liar, Earl. You are a liar. No, you Uh, are a liar, Earl. Please subscribe.